You don't have to live with chronic pain. Downtown's Health can show you a better way. Joint pain, back pain, pain that sits and waits. Downtown's Health offers an alternative with physical and regenerative therapy. Call Downtown's Healthcare at 303-292-9992. Now in Lowry or downtown. Hi, everyone. I'm John C. Morley, the host of the J. Moore Tech Talk Show and Inspirations for Your Life. Hi, everyone. It is John C. Morley here, serial entrepreneur. Welcome once again to the J. Moore Tech Talk Show. And I guess I should be saying to everyone, happy August. Uh, where did June go? Where did July go? And I know I'm going to be saying, where did the summer go? All right. We have another amazing show just for you guys tonight. There has been a lot happening. I mean, a lot. <laughs> So uh, first topic that I would like to talk about tonight is Bolt. Bolt Mobility has vanished, leaving e-bikes and uh, basically uh, pretty much unanswered, uh, unanswered calls. So, I mean, what is really, you know, what, what is really, what's really with this? Because uh, I think it's a problem. You know, I mean... All across the U.S., um, the uh, it was a Miami-based uh, micromobility startup, and they were co-founded by Olympic gold medalist Usain Bolt, who appears to have vanished without a trace from several of the U.S. markets as well. So the departure was very abrupt, leaving cities with abandoned equipment, unanswered calls and emails, and, and lots of questions Bold has stopped operating in at least five, five U.S. cities, including Portland, Oregon, Portland, uh, Oregon, Burlington, South Burlington, and Winnesaukee in Vermont and Richmond and California, according to uh, many of the city officials. And the representatives said that they were unable to reach anyone at Bolt, including its CEO, uh, Ignacio Tuamas, if I'm saying that correctly. Um, TechCrunch even made mobile tents to reach Bolt. And um, didn't get anywhere. And others that had a, basically backed the company. They emailed to Bolt's communication department. Several employees and investors went unanswered. Even the customer service line doesn't appear to be staffed. The PR agency that was representing Bolt in March of this year told TechCrunch it's no longer working with the company. Bolt halted service in Portland, Oregon on July 1st, and the company's failure to provide the city with update insurance and pay some outstanding fees, Portland subsequently suspended Bolt's permit to operate there, according to a city spokesperson. So Bolt 
mobility, not to be uh, misconstrued with the European transportation super app, also named Bolt, because that's been causing some challenges, on what appeared to be a growth streak about 18 months ago. Uh, the company acquired in January 2021 the, the assets of the last mile holdings, which owned micro mobility companies, Gotcha and OJO Electric. And the purchaser opened up to 48 new markets to Bolt Mobility, most of which were smaller cities such as Raleigh, North Carolina, St. Augustine, Florida, and Mobile, uh, Alabama. After purchasing Last Mile's assets, Bolt agreed to continue as the bike share vendor in Chittenden County, Vermont, including cities uh, Burlington, South Burlington, and Winnesaukee. So um, not really sure what had happened or why they did what they did, but... I have to tell you something. I really lost my respect for that Olympic medalist. I mean, I get they might have been having some hard times, but you can't just walk away. I mean, you got to give people an explanation, you know, like saying that, that uh, you know, we're closing or you could just say something, make some kind of a statement. Like, you know, we've been working with you guys for many years and um, we were just not getting the revenue anymore and our company couldn't afford to stay open. I mean, be honest, right? Maybe somebody would have came out like a good Samaritan and maybe tried to help them. Maybe. Who knows? Um, and China. Yes, yes. China's uncontrolled rocket crashes over the Indian Ocean. Ooh, this is tragic. So Chinese uncontrolled Long uh, March 5B rocket reentered the Earth's atmosphere over the Indian Ocean, landing somewhere near Sarawak, uh, the Malaysian state on the island of Borneo. And the U.S. Command uh, Center confirmed the rocket's reentry at 12.45 p.m. Eastern Time. But it remains unclear where its debris landed uh, in the translated post on Weibo. So China's manned space agency said the rocket reentered near the same area and that most of it burned up on its way down. I don't know. <laughs> this has me a little concerned and... This also means to me we shouldn't be jumping ship. I mean, I'm always a firm believer that we should be building things in our own countries, okay, because it's going to help our own employment. It's going to help, you know, with the jobs. It's going to help with our economy. And we can count on our own country, right? But we can't count on these other countries. We've already seen what kind of challenges many of them have put us into um, at no fault of their own, hopefully. But, you know, through just things they're doing, because at the end of the day, they're going to do what they need you to survive, but they don't really care about us in America. So I think that's really important to understand. And, um, you know, when, when we think about, you know, the, this uncontrolled, this crash, I mean, I don't even know what to say about it. Uh, but it's, it's, definitely, um, it's definitely a severe problem. And um, I don't know if they're going to take the right steps to, to handle this so that this doesn't have a problem. We'll have to see. So in the wireless communication market, uh, AT&T is about to get away with its bogus $1.99 administrative fee. Uh, I, I, I just don't understand these big companies sometimes. Uh, they quietly uh, bite customers out of hundreds of millions of dollars with a bogus administrative fee, a fee that actually doubled to $1.99 a month in 2018. So for a few years there, a California class action lawsuit made it seem like AT&T might finally get taken to task for this. 
But in May, both sides told the judge they'd settled for just $14 million, meaning customers may get less than 10% of what they paid AT&T, while AT&T gets to keep on charging them. I just think that is terrible. And according to the settlement agreement uh, in VNU uh, AT&T Mobility, and just about every AT&T wireless postpaid customer in California since 2015 will be eligible for an estimated payment of between, get this everyone, $15 and $29. Yes, let's not all spend it at the same spot, okay? Um, but that's only a micro fraction of what AT&T's own records show it charged. $108 per customer on average since 2015. According to documents, the settlement represents a refund of approximately 6 to 11 months of the average fees. Meanwhile, the lawyers are likely to get $3.5 million. I just have to say that I'm not in love with a lot of these companies. Many of these wireless companies I don't like. I mean, that's, we love to use them, but they are terrible. Um, I hear from many people, you know, they miss one date and they're shutting them down or they're raising fees. And it's just insane. The other ones that are really terrible, it's got to be the cable companies, not mentioning names. I mean, they just do whatever they want. And um, they raise fees and it just there needs to be some kind of a standard because they just rip people off because there's no one else to provide service in that area. So um, AT&T and other companies just start with a V and there's other companies around too. I feel that, you know, the only ones really winning here are the attorneys. And so I think our state, our government, our country needs to be putting tighter uh, FCC, federal communication um, laws in place so that consumers are protected. Because I think this is just an abomination, if you ask me. I don't know, ladies and gentlemen. And uh, the U.S. federal courts are hit with another data breach. Another data breach. I mean, the federal court's document system was hit by a breach with a startling breath in uh, early 2020. And according to a report from Politico, that uh, city's testimony from the House Judiciary Committee Chair uh, Gerald Nadler the Department of Justice reportedly informed the, the judiciary about the breach in March and told lawmakers that an investigation is ongoing. Yeah, but you know what? I have to tell you something. I don't think our government, I don't think a lot of the people in this world really know how to secure their assets. You think just because they're the government or just because they're this company or they're that company, they're a bank. I have to tell you, some of the top people in the industry that you would expect to have that security they don't remember i do this for a living so it just it makes me laugh that these companies run such a a mess a, a show that is just an abomination and why is it that the consumers and the federal government you know, uh, continues to operate. I mean, why do the consumers let the federal government get away with this? Why does our own government operate like this? Why don't they do the right things? I know what it is. I think it's because they're cheap. I've never been impressed with our government in the security they've had. I mean, we say we have this, we have that, but at the end of the day, I just don't think we're where we need to be.
There are other countries that are far more superior to where our government is. I'm not talking about the rest of us and other companies in private sector. I'm talking about our government because our government is too run by politics and they won't make a decision based on if or how or why it might offend someone. I think we need to just get over that and, and move on because if we keep running our government like a political asylum, then we're going to have a lot more serious issues than just a few breaches. We're going to have control issues. We're going to have cost issues. We're going to have resources that get shut down. We're talking a lot of serious problems here. And the federal courts, I mean, I would think they would wake up and they'd understand what's going on. And um, I, I just don't know. I feel like we've got a bunch of people in these divisions that just don't know what they're doing. And then, you know, they blame it on this, they blame it on that, but they don't actually take accountability for their own responsibility. They don't, or for their own problems or what they do or what they don't do. So I think that is just a big mess. We're definitely going to have to follow what's going on with the U.S. federal courts because I just think that's abomination. That is just really, really, really terrible. I mean, there's no other way to say that. In other news, the New Jersey police use baby's DNA to investigate crimes and lawsuit. This is just, uh, this is crazy that blood will be drawn from all newborns in the state for mandatory disease screenings. And that it would be abused. So the New Jersey police may have used blood samples taken from babies to investigate crimes, according to the public defenders in the state. So I get that they're testing the blood, but that blood should have never gotten into the law's hands. That's private. And uh, there was a lawsuit filed by New Jersey Office of the Public Defender. Uh, the practice came to light after a case in which the New Jersey State Police successfully subpoenaed a testing lab for a blood sample drawn from a child. Police then performed a DNA analysis on the blood sample that reportedly linked the child's father to a crime committed more than 25 years ago. I, I think this is just so below the belt. I mean, really below the belt. So all babies born in the state of New Jersey are required to have a blood sample drawn within 48 hours as part of a mandatory testing program. It screens them for 60 different disorders. Okay, that's nice. And these samples are processed in a state-run lab, which shares data with the state health authority and communicates results to parents. That's a problem. I think information should be a lot more confidential. There's no right to be doing that. I think that's giving away our privacy. And, you know, more and more people seem to be like, oh, well, you know, that's the way the new world, that's how things are going. Yeah, keep letting people do that, and you're going to slowly just give away your privacy. And I think that's really an issue. And, uh, you know, the fact that um, this is happening all over now, uh, and um, now there could be a possibility that your data from the hospital can be shared. And we already know that the government's had issues with their data uh, being exploited. We sure know that that's connected to the health database of the, of the um, state, too. So I don't have too much of a um, high regard for the way our country is managing, maintaining 
um, and attempting to protect our data. I, mean, I think it's it's a joke uh, the way they're operating and nobody's really doing anything. I mean, imagine going to a doctor and getting a thing and then before you know it, they're taking samples to prove something. I mean, that's just wrong. That is just so wrong. It makes me speechless on the fact that we need to get things straightened out and people need to know what's going on. None of this game nonsense. When you say you're doing one thing and then you, you play a, a bait and switch. Oh, well, you know, we're doing a, a check on something. I'm sorry. I, I have lost my respect for a lot of the state and what they've done. And for those of you, ladies and gentlemen, that use Amazon Drive, well, the good news is they're putting all their resources into Amazon Photo. And Amazon Drive, well, it's being shut down on December 31st, 2023. So if you are using Amazon Drive, I encourage you to go out to the site. Download all your files, because if you don't, before the end of December 31st, 2023, guess what's going to happen? You are going to lose all your data permanently. So they had two services. They still have Amazon Photo and Amazon Drive. So Amazon Photo uh, is a secure cloud storage service for photos and videos. Amazon Drive is a secure cloud storage service for most common file types. So let's talk about the difference. So the file type support on Amazon Drive are PDF. DOC, DOCX, ZIP, JPEG, PNG, MP4, etc. On Amazon Photo, they only support JPEG, PNG, and MP4. So that means that if you are trying to upload an Adobe Illustrator file, an AI file, you're not going to be able to. So all Amazon customers without an Amazon Prime membership get five gigabytes of free storage. The storage can be used to store photos, videos, or files using the Amazon Photos or Amazon Drive. Amazon Prime customers get five gigabytes of free storage to store videos or files and unlimited photo storage. Hmm. So that's a pretty interesting thing, right? And uh, we're going to have to see, you know, where are they going with this? And so in Amazon uh, Drive, you've got the ability to do file storage, file sharing, and file preview. In... Um, Amazon Draw, uh, Amazon Photo, Photo and Video Storage, Photo and Video Gallery, Photo Editor, Photo and Video Sharing, Family Vault, Photo Sharing Groups, Search Photos by People, Places, and Things. I have a concern now. What's Amazon doing with this data? And is this data confidential or are they sharing it out to other potential entities? It's not nice to say I don't trust this, but I don't trust this. And um, I have to say that Amazon, a lot of these other companies, they do what they need to do if it's going to make them money. I mean, I, I have to bring something up because I think this, is, this has got to be said. The other day, actually a few days ago or a week ago, a worker died at Amazon. And... Um, It was during the prime uh, day rush, okay? An Amazon worker died at the New Jersey warehouse during the prime day rush. And this was according to the DOL, Department of Labor. The um, unnamed uh, male worker's death occurred at an Amazon 
EWR9 facility in Carteret, New Jersey. So you might be wondering, what the heck is an EW9 uh, facility? Well, I'll explain it to you. So an EW9 facility is... Um, you don't have to live with chronic pain. Downtown's Health can show you a better way. Joint pain, back pain, pain that sits and waits. Downtown's Health offers an alternative with physical and regenerative therapy. Call Downtown's Healthcare at 303-292-9992. Now in Lowry or downtown. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner basically is uh um pretty much their lincoln um where things are happening so ewr is like the newark code right um but if somebody said to me you know what is an e and an, an ewr9 facility and so uh it's an amazon fulfillment center and so um you know, and it has links to like your uh, airplanes and things like that. So they're very close. EWR is the code for Newark. And so it's interesting to see what's happening. Um, the agency has six months to conduct an inspection and release its findings. Uh, the agency did not provide any additional details on how the worker died. Uh, I quote, uh, we're deeply saddened by the passing of one of our colleagues and offer condolences to his family and friends during this difficult time as Fortinson uh, from Amazon. The Amazon spokesperson, uh, Sam Stevenson, said, and I quote, we've contacted his family to offer support and will provide counseling resources to employees needing additional care. Close quote. I really just lost a lot of respect for Amazon. Uh, we already know that they make people work these crazy hours and they pay them lots of money. But you know what the truth is? They make people work like machines. And I don't know if you guys know this or not, but a human being is not the person that would evaluate you. It's a robot. It's technology. And their systems can recommend and write you up. If you get written up three times, it's not a boss. It's a machine that writes you up. And the third time, you're fired. When they were interviewed about this on TV, they said, well, you know, we are just keeping up with our standards. Oh, you're basically encouraging slave labor, where you're forcing people to work more than they possibly can and barely able to survive. I think that's a problem, and I think Amazon's work conditions are terrible. I mean, that's that's what I have to say about it. Bad, they are they're really bad. So, how bad are Amazon's workplace conditions? Well, I've I've shared a little bit with you uh, over the past years. The work conditions and practices inside Amazon's warehouse and distribution centers have come under national scrutiny. So the workers are reported being injured or died on the job, uh, earning the online commerce giant a spot on the National Council for Occupational Safety and Health. 
in 2019. Hmm. Amazon's employees who worked at different warehouses, including one that worked in Etna, Ohio, died after going into cardiac arrest on the job, according to Guardian. What's worse, the man was reportedly laying on the ground unresponsive for 20 minutes before another employee finally found him and sought help. Officials from Amazon claim to have responded to the incident within minutes. Another employee who requested uh, to remain anonymous told the Guardian, it's a different story. Uh, it's a game. And I want to quote what they said. Bill was on the floor for quite some time, and nobody knew that time until cameras were reviewed. But in 20 minutes, a worker in a nearby department saw him lying on the floor and then began radio callouts for 911. It really is unbelievable how Bill was laying there for 20 minutes and nobody saw until an amnesty worker with a radio came by. Amnesty workers are Amazon's floor monitors who ensure the warehouse floors are clear and reset robot units when necessary. So this stream of serious injuries and deaths continues in Amazon's warehouses. Um, and uh, it's prompted the New York Committee for Occupational Safety and Health, NYCOSH, to investigate what exactly uh, is going on. 80% of employees were pushed to work harder and faster. 49% of the employees have experienced psychological stress. 63% of employees have experienced difficulties with sleep. 66% of employees have experienced physical pain while performing work duties. For 42% of employees, the pain they sustained at work persisted when they were off the clock. 80% of the employees have sustained injury on the job and 10% sustained an injury more than once. There are physical and psychological strains that can lead to very serious long-term problems, if not fatalities. Foot and heel pain, Left foot pain, 29% of the people. Right foot pain, 28% of the people. Right heel uh, pain, 23%. And left heel pain, 22%. Ankle pain, 17%. Left ankle pain, 16%. Knee pain, left knee, 22%. Right knee, 20%. Lower back pain, right side, 21%. Low back, left side, 20%. And low back, center tailbone, 18%. Upper back, chest and shoulder pain. Upper back, right shoulder, 70%. Upper back, left shoulder, 16%, and pectoral, right shoulder, 15%. And, of course, we can't forget hand pain and palms, 15%. What are my options if I'm injured on the job here? Well, um, if you develop a persistent musculoskeletal pain or sustain an injury while working in one of the Amazon facilities, it's important that you take this matter seriously from the start. Injuries sustained in warehouses and distribution centers often include, but are limited to, bone fractures, traumatic brain injuries, spinal injuries, and musculoskeletal disorders. Recovering from any work-related condition will require time away from work and medical care, including x-rays, MRIs, CT scans, medication for pain and inflammation, physical therapy, in severe cases, surgery. So this has to stop. I think... Amazon is just doing whatever they need to do, but you'll never find their higher-ups doing even a tenth of what they ask these people to do. And I think that's really the big problem is that Amazon doesn't care about its workers. No, they don't. Amazon does not care about its workers. That's sad. 
I don't know what to say about that, but that is just so sad. I think it goes down to a statement that was made a long time ago. Why doesn't Amazon care about its employees? One worker states, I believe it's a serious misnomer to claim Amazon doesn't care about its employees. I used to work at Amazon a very long time ago in the early days. When I started, I'm guessing there were about 100 or so full-time employees, not including temps. And I left when there were approximately 16,000. Today, there are over 500,000. I can tell you Amazon cared then and cares about its team now. Well, if they care about their team now, then why the heck are so many people getting injured and people are dying? This is a big problem. But I think the biggest thing is that Amazon robots fire employees. That's right. They call them bots. So you're fired by a bot at Amazon. It's you against the machine, I quote, according to Bloomberg. Contract drivers say algorithms terminate them by email even when they have done nothing wrong. Stephen uh, Normadden spent almost four years racing around Phoenix delivering packages as a contract driver for Amazon. Then one day he receives an automated email. The algorithms tracking him had decided he wasn't doing his job properly. This 63-year-old Army veteran was stunned. He'd been fired by a machine. Nomadin says Amazon punished him for things beyond his control that prevented him from completing his deliveries, such as locked apartment complexes. He said he took the termination hard and prided himself on strong work ethics. Recall that during his military career, he helped cook for 250,000, that's a quarter of a million dollars, Vietnamese refugees at Fort Chaffee in Arkansas. And I quote what Nomadin said, I'm an old school kind of guy, and I give every job 110%, he said. This really upset me because we're talking about my reputation. They say I didn't do the job when I know damn well I did. Nomadin's experience is a twist on the decades old prediction that robots will replace workers. At Amazon, machines are often the boss, hiring, rating, and firing millions of people with little or no insight. Amazon became the world's largest online retailer in a part by outsourcing its sprawling operations to algorithms. Now, I get the fact about algorithms, but I think when you replace your algorithms 100% with the ability for human contact, you're no longer a company. You're a machine. And although I get efficiency and I understand how efficiency is supposed to work, I think it comes down to the fact that we need to be humane to our employees. Really need to understand that. I don't know, ladies and gentlemen, when I see different things on social media saying that they're doing a seven-day or a 15-day event at Amazon, and it's a hiring friends where they're bringing people at $50 an hour, knowing that whatever poor soul goes there is either going to be under so much pain or is it going to even make it through the week or the month? Because they're going to 
possibly damage their lives permanently. And I ask you this, friends, is any amount of money that you make worth damaging your life? I'd have to say no. But these companies are going to come and go. And I predict there'll be a day that Amazon's no longer going to be here. It may not be tomorrow. I feel they're just right now a necessary evil. But I think as our world morphs and changes, there'll be things even bigger than Amazon. Things that maybe actually care about people. I think that's the biggest issue I have with Amazon is that they are just this game. They don't care about people. They don't care what goes on. And uh, in another side note, in case you guys wanted to know, uh, earlier this week, uh, which I believe was this past Sunday, it was actually George Jetson's birth from Hanna-Barbera uh, Films. You all remember the Jetsons. Well, George Jetson uh, was born on July 31st, 2022. As remember, he was born in the future. So, um just thought that was an interesting tidbit to share with you guys. I think when we utilize technology, whether it's for one person or it's 100 people, I think we have to ask ourselves a very important question. Are we doing something that's going to replace, replace the human element of life? And if we do that, are we prepared? To suffer the consequences. Because we all know machines are never going to be compassionate. They're never going to be empathetic. Regardless of what algorithm you program them. I don't really care what it is. They're only going to be machines. And they're only going to be able to detect things. And make judgment calls. Based on a series of data sets. That they've learned in the past. Other things online. Databases. And new data that they're currently uh, working on. So I know this week has been um, a really interesting show. It's been a doozy on a lot of stuff happening. But I want to share with you the fact that, again, technology is great. And technology can be bad. It's a tool. How do you choose to use technology? Right? How do you choose to use it? Use it for good, and you can use it for bad. Are you using it for the right things or are you using it to exploit people? I don't know. I think sometimes people do things just for the reason of money. Just for the reason of money. They become this conglomerate that is just how much can I grab and how much can I get? And I don't care who I hurt or what I do. All I want to do is get ahead. Now, there's nothing wrong with getting ahead, but I always said you should never harm or hurt or despair another person. I feel that we need to be humane in a lot of things. If we're going to use processes to help us filter employment, fine. If we're going to use processes to recommend firing, to recommend, I didn't say fire. So what I don't like in the Amazon model is 
that when they detect something wrong, just the bot goes and fires them by looking at an algorithm and, and making a decision through an email. What should happen is an email should be sent to the supervisor saying, hey, we've noticed this activity. Uh, check this out. We're recommending this person be fired. Go check it out. You happen to see maybe there's a condition, something happened. And you actually are humane, so you know what the heck is going on. But so many people in our life are not like that. So if you're going to use automation to run your business, nothing wrong with that. But let's make sure that the automation never replaces a human touch. So you want to do billing, that's fine. Somebody has a question about billing, they could still reach out to a human live being, right? I'm not against using technology to do things faster, quicker, more efficiently. I'm against technology for making sole decisions on people's lives, people's jobs, and personal matters, and even relationship issues that never should be decided on from a machine. Hey, ladies and gentlemen, you know who I am by now. I'm John C. Morley, serial entrepreneur. It's been a privilege, been a pleasure, been an honor to be with you again this wonderful uh, Friday night here on the Jay Moore Tech Talk Show. You know today is National Avocado Day. Be sure to go to BelieveMeAchieve.com. You can see how I made a delicious uh, avocado with strawberry. It was really, really good. And uh, it's really healthy for you, too. Uh, but one of the caveats, and if you guys know, is actually how to cut an avocado. You actually start... You can take the little pit out on the side by just cutting it, pulling it out, and you can see if it's ripe. If it's actually uh, brown, then it's overripe. If it's got that green color, then um, it's it's good. And then you actually want to cut the avocado and then very carefully cut around the other side. So it's all the way cut and just kind of going all the way into the pit but not through it. And then you're just going to kind of twist it and pull it off. After you've done that, you take a knife and you just kind of stab into the pit, and you just pull the pit right out. And then you cut it into fours, and then you just peel the skin right off. Uh, I think it's really interesting to know that avocados have a lot of nutrient values, but most people feel that it's so much work. And um, it might be a little work, but when you have some practice at it, there's a lot of nutrients you can unlock. Ladies and gentlemen, I'd love to stay with you guys and talk, but I do need to run. Remember to check out BelieveMeAchieve.com. There's lots of great stuff for you to see. You know I'm going to see you next week which is going to be, yes, that's going to be, uh, I can't believe, ladies and gentlemen, yes, August 12th. Um, so be sure to like and love and uh, definitely support our videos. And remember, if you'd like to be a guest on the Jay Moore Tech Talk Show, go to jmore.com, apply online, and um, pitch us with your application. And uh, if we like what we hear, we will get back to you. Remember, it's not a sales show, ladies and gentlemen. It's about providing value. If you've never watched my show, don't apply uh, to be on the show. So if you know somebody and they want to be on the show, that's great. But make sure that they actually watch the show. We're not about just putting bodies on the air. We're about putting meaningful people that want to improve other people's lives here. If that's not you, ladies and gentlemen, that's not the guests that we want on our show. I hope you have a great rest of your uh, weekend. Going to see you next week. Remember to keep checking on John's Daily National Day uh, video and getting expired because there's, uh, inspired because there's so much in life that we need to share and celebrate. Have yourself a wonderful rest of your weekend, and I'll see you guys, that's right, next Friday right here on the Jay Moore Tech Talk Show, 5.30 p.m. Eastern. Take care, everyone. Have a great one.
let being treated for pain be a pain. Come to Downtown's Healthcare, 950 17th Street in Denver. Find out how to reduce pain naturally without surgery, without drugs. Call Downtown's Healthcare, 303-292-9992. Now in Lowry or downtown. 